0: first time. So good. Just amazing. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. It's, now you'll see on your seat in front of you, um, just before I, I, get to, I get to speak this morning, um, you'll see we've got a little card on your seat, and can I encourage you to, to pick that up? And, and today, we if this is Miracle Sunday, believing that this is a day like no other day uh, uh, for you and for me as we trust God, as we believe God as we invite Jesus in uh, to miracles in our life. And, uh, and I'm just, my, my heart for today, for Miracle Sunday, is just not that a miracle from the Lord is not just a one-off event, that, but that we develop a lifestyle of seeing God do miracles in our life, small uh, and big miracles through our Days and our weeks and our years, so good, so good. Well, hey, I, I want to also let you know we've had some exciting things happening in church over the last couple of weeks. And on Friday night, I must just must just give this a little plug here uh, for Oxygen Youth Group. Now, that's our high school youth group. There was there was sixty-two kids. In here on, on Friday night, it was amazing. Seven uh, young people gave their hearts to the Lord. It was incredible. A uh, great message um, message was preached, and 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 uh, you, you know, young people. Like if you've got a young person living in your house, you know how noisy they are and how they just want to go everywhere else and go all crazy and stuff. These young people on on Friday night were so engaged to the message of the Lord, and, and and just like they were clapping and they were cheering and they were doing this clicky finger thing when they liked something the preacher was saying and it It was so cool to see. Can I say that God is doing something... Uh, amazing amongst our young people, our teenagers. So, so please, if you've got teenagers, you can bring them along and have the night off as well. Or, but you just let's be praying for our teenagers across uh, the city, right? Because God is is moving amongst them. There's something really special happening there too. I also want to let you know now, if you're a musician or a singer, uh, we've got a, a place for you. This is a place to call home. And, or maybe you're a tech person, a sound into lights, all those haze machines that kind of make you cough when you're staying, trying to sing and uh, if that's you we would love to connect you into uh, into our team this is a this is a place where we believe that Elam Christian Centre is a place that you can call home so there's a place for everyone uh, in this family here so so if that's you you can fill out the connect card we would love to be able to connect you in uh, to that group as well into that team just amazing actually by the way could we give them a big round of applause that was uh, really amazing there today had one of, our, one of our team members just like, it's probably going on at your work. Someone uh, tested positive yesterday, so obviously, you know, last minute, kind of dropping out of the team, it's just our world right now, right? But I think we're in for exciting days ahead. I'm believing and trusting that God is, is, is on the move. You know, I think our God works best, you know, in, in the midst of tough situations, of hard seasons, because because when the, you know, the, the, the breakthrough always comes, you know, like when the sun is coming up every day, it's like there's the breakthrough. This is the day of breakthrough, I believe, today. So Miracle Sunday, I hope and I trust and I believe that you're praying for something today because I believe God is about to move. So come on, why don't we pray right now? Almighty God, we welcome you here. Lord, we, we, we thank you that, that, Lord, your word says that you are in the midst of us. And so, Father, today, I pray that, Lord, we would have our ears open to what you're saying, our eyes seeing what you're doing, oh God. And, and Father, today, this Miracle Sunday, Father, we ask for just a move of your Spirit in this place today. Lord, how, how gently you do, Father God, how, how you always uh, make your best moves, Lord God. Lord, because you're a miracle working God, you're a way maker. And so, Father, today, Lord, I pray for every individual here in this place. Lord, would you speak directly to our hearts this morning? Lord, the download that you have for each one of us, I pray. So Lord, let us be receptive this morning to your voice. Give us ears to hear what you're saying, eyes to see what you're doing. In the precious and mighty name, amen. Mean, fantastic. Well, come on, let's get into it this morning, Miracle Sunday. And see, my expectation of this day is, is, that, is that you and I uh, will see this piece of paper here and not just draw pictures on it this morning, but, but we'll take, so if you're drawing pictures on it right now, no, it's not, you draw it on the back, but on the front here, this piece of paper represents a, a need that you may have, or, or as it says on the top there, what I am believing God for. And, and I can, this is just a simple tool this morning to help us to, to, to think or to put what's, what we're burdened with right now, what we're believing God for or needing God to do, because I believe today that there's actually some real power and significance in writing our needs down. And so as we go through this, uh, this message this morning, can you, you can have that on your lap, you can grab, or you've even got a pen in front of you right now, so no excuses for pens, and, and why don't you have this with you as we go through this message this morning, because I believe that today is going to be something special for you, and tomorrow, uh, and the weeks ahead as we trust God, as we believe God, and we, as we believe in His miracle working power in our lives in big ways. And in small ways. Uh, So what is a miracle? Now, if you check out the Webster's Dictionary, uh, it will tell you that a miracle is an extraordinary and welcome event that is not explainable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to a divine or supernatural agency, they call it. Now, I want you to know today that, uh, that that divine and supernatural is only God, that God is the one. He, he is all supernatural. He's this King of kings and the Lord of lords. Uh, miracles are founded, even the dictionary says, that they, they're founded in Him and the supernatural uh, agency, which is God. And now, now you, you might also think, see, Denise is, is an amazing, my beautiful wife Denise down here right in the front, and, and she's an amazing asker of the car park miracle. She's absolutely amazing. See, like, like just last week, last week we were uh, going to Posty. Um, by the way, there's cheap thermals there, $12 a thermal if you want to. Uh, but, but at Posty, uh, and by the warehouse there, and, and the car park is really, really full. Uh, and I think Denise is driving in every single time without a shadow of a doubt. Denise will say, oh, please, Lord, could you provide a car park for me? And thank you for your provision it's like the sea just parts and there's a car will immediately come out. Right, there. This, this last time, just last week, she prayed this prayer. There's no car parks in there. I, I just like, whenever I pray asking for a car park, God gives me the one right at the very back uh, because I think oh, I've got to lose some weight and he wants to me walk. But every time Denise prays for the car park miracle, the person right, you know, you know, the right in front of the doors to the postie posty, um, shop, this uh, person just pulls out. And takes off, and Denise goes, oh, thank you, Lord, and just drives straight into the car park. Every single time, she gets, she's got this anointing uh, for the car park miracles, small things. It's just phenomenal and blows my mind every time. Now, now if you're into sports teams, sometimes we pray for miracles for your sports teams. Especially if you are a Warriors supporter, you're always believing and trying to have faith and trusting that God is going to is going to help them to win a game. Or and, and but maybe this next year for you guys as well. It's just amazing. <laughs> but see, but see, true faith, true faith is, is is simply this: it's where we learn to wrestle with the tension of, of the pressing and the pressing in for a miracle. But it's also the acceptance of when it doesn't happen as we think it should. My, many of you know that my, my dad passed away about three and a bit years ago now, and, and I can remember, man, we prayed. My, my dad had cancer in the throat, and within six weeks of like a diagnosis, he would passed away, and but man, you just just like you were, man, we were praying. We were praying for miracles every day, and you know, as you go through those doctors' appointments, just like many of you have, have been through, and you hear those words, with there's nothing more we can do," and I, I, I my faith is starting to rise. Okay, God, you, you know, we know God. We trust in you. That you can heal. That you can restore. And he seemed to just keep declining, week in, week out. Until there was that, those days where he was just completely, uh, almost like unconscious in, in hospital. And we're there and we, we go, we're still praying. You know, like God, and the day before God, you know, we believe, God, you're a miracle-working God. But what do you do when the miracle that you're believing God for doesn't happen or it's different to what you expect? What do you do? I was praying for, for an incredible healing that God would raise him up in. And in those last few moments, I saw an incredible miracle through my dad. But here's the truth. If well, I'm really honest, like take my pastor head off here. I'm just a son now. It wasn't what I wanted. Uh, you know, I, I, the miracle that I was praying for, that like he would come up and we would go golf next week or we'd go to the Speedway and watch a car. But that, that didn't happen. And in that last, last hour I saw the miracle happen that it wasn't the one that I was, I was dreading, if I'm really honest. I wasn't expecting, I didn't really want that, but there was a miracle when the Lord came to take him home. How do I know? And this was an incredible experience that, that in those uh, the couple of days before, before dad passed away, he, he didn't really have his eyes open. He was kind of semi-unconscious. And then in those last final moments, almost just like you see on the Hollywood movie, he, he opened his eyes. And said, he's here. I can see him. You know, the miracle of of heaven was incredibly real right then. I was still praying to God, raise him up. (laughs) Don't, no, no, I need him here. But the miracle that I was asking for, God had a different plan. And in those moments of, of last breath and, you know, I, I, without a word of lie like the Hollywood, like eyes wide open looking up into you see that on, on TV. And for us, that was the experience. And the miracle was is that, that we knew. I've always wondered what people mean when they say, well, the Lord come to get them. Well, he comes to get them. It's, I think it's the promise of heaven that, that Jesus loves us even to that point of life where he takes us, takes us home. That was, my dad right then was receiving the miracle, his reward in heaven. And so what do we do in those situations and times in life where, we, where we're praying for this and because sometimes we can get so disappointed, so hurt that God doesn't do it our way, what we want. And there's even times where we try to blackmail God, if we're really honest, right? I call it, there's the walk the plank miracle. We'll walk out on the plank. God, if you, if you do it, I'll hop back in the boat. But God, if you don't, I'm jumping, I'm out. It's like we try to blackmail God sometimes. You know our miracles... There's times where our miracles involve pain. There's times where our miracles involve, like, God, what are you doing? But there's a promise there for us. And I want to show you in in a simple scripture there from from the book of Daniel chapter 3 where where it it teaches us how we can respond in the midst of believing and trusting God with everything we have. And and what do we do if it's not maybe going to come our way or we're expecting God to do something and and the, the tide is turning, people are getting sicker or the relationship is deteriorating or or we're getting further and further into debt, or whatever it is, what do we do when it doesn't seem to be going our way? Well, the book of Daniel, we read about three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, who were thrown into a fiery furnace. Little segue here, I met a man this morning who actually builds fiery furnaces for like uh, different, yeah, funny, At uh, church this morning, amazing. Um, uh, yeah, his name wasn't Shadrach either. But, um, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they wouldn't bow down to the king of the time. So let's read from Daniel chapter three, and this is the story. It's from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we are not worried about what will happen to us if we are thrown into the flaming furnace. Our God is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us out of your hand. But your majesty, here's the key. But if he doesn't, but if he doesn't, Please understand, sir, that even then we will never under any circumstance serve your God or worship the gold statue you have erected. It's like these three men were saying, well, well, God, we, we, we're going to trust God and, and God, that God, you're going to deliver us. But even if you don't, there's no way we're turning away from God. There's no way we're gonna jump the plank, we're gonna walk off the plank. Because our God is the promise that He offers us that He will be with us always, even in a fiery furnace, even in pain, when we don't see it happening or that He doesn't appear to be doing things our way. I think it's time for Yeah, I'm gonna say I think it's time for us to grow up and our faith and our trust. the last couple of years, if they've taught us anything, is this: it's time to get a little bit more serious about God and it's time to, to really action our faith and, and to step in and to get closer to the Lord, the one who holds the keys of, of hell and death, but also our lives in His hands. I think it's time for us to grow up in our faith, to actually put it into words and, and no matter what, don't jump the plank, stay in the boat because God is with you. He, he, just because hard things are happening, it does not mean He is not with you. In fact, I think it's when hard things are happening that He is with us even more. We, we experience His power and His promise more. I think it's time, everybody, for us to step in and, and to step up closer to the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they developed this posture of faith in their lives that no matter what was going to happen, what it, no matter what the possibilities were, that they would serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So, so this morning, as we're starting to, to think or contemplate, if you've got something, in need in your, in your mind going around right now, come on, grab the pen. Let's start to fill these out. And, and, and towards the end, I'm going to tell you another couple of things we're going to do, but, but this is a faith statement. I, I believe let's get serious with God today. What are you needing? What is the, the, you believing for that will change your world? What are you desperate for that needs a change? Start writing it down. Be bold, be courageous. And here's the thing. I told the, the, our first services this morning, if you're worried about what the person beside you or down the row is going to think, I mean this pastor really, really nice. Who cares what they think? You and God. What are you expecting God to do? What are you needing God to do? What's the miracle that you're desperate for that will, uh, will give you an incredible testimony of the goodness of God and, and how what He's just done in your life? Now now here's the thing, as we start thinking about that, as we start to write these things down there, there's two ingredients that are required for a miracle. The first one is this is a need, a need and a prayer. Two ingredients for a miracle today. What's the need? Hence these cards, that's the tool. What's the need? And shortly we're going we're gonna to pray, and we, our team and our staff are going to be praying through the week for all of these needs and these miracles to happen, and, and our prayer chain will be praying for them as well. But, but the book of John gives us seven recorded miracles of, of Jesus, where Jesus replied or where he met a need for a group of people or a, a single person. And, And and John tells us in John chapter 20, uh, he says this, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, uh, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So we're going to have a look at these seven miracles really quickly. Why? so that we could believe that he is, once again, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Son of God, and that we may believe in the power of his name. So please feel free. You keep writing. You get writing those things down here. The first miracle is this, is that Jesus, this first miracle where he turned water into wine, like the ultimate party trick, right, uh, of where Jesus came and, and he took the barrels of water and whiz-bang, with, with and he, he, he prayed or he did something, and all these barrels now had wine in them, and, and the interesting thing to note was that wine and that, and that context and that time stood for like, the joy and the celebration of, of the event. Now, these were people at that time in history who were, who were desperate for a Messiah. They were desperate for a, a leader to, to lead them out from their oppression. And, and so Jesus performs this first miracle and in doing so brings hope and joy to people and, I believe there's some here today that, that you've run out of joy and hope. Like your joy and your hope scale is like an overdraft. It's below zero. You feel depleted and you, you don't know if you've even got what it takes to carry on. And, and can I say for you, I want to declare over you today that a new season of joy and of peace as God directs your daily steps. I believe I want to declare over you that your your miracle today is that you would be filled by the Spirit of God, afresh, re-energized, and that so you'll be strengthened. You'd be strengthened in the word of God. God, Jesus came to give you hope and in and life and, and his love upon you. He's come to give you life abundantly. The second miracle this morning is where Jesus heals the nobleman's son. Now this guy, this guy had an encounter uh, and he was a well-respected. He had everything. He had the fame, the fortune, the money, the power, the wealth, but he couldn't save his son. He had everything, everything humanly possible, but he could not, save his son. So he comes to Jesus and he, he begs Jesus for a miracle. Have you, have you exhausted your ability to see a breakthrough in your own life? Like you've tried everything. You've been everywhere. You, you tried doing it yourself. And, and you feel like you're still in step number one. Can I say that I believe God is saying today, it's my turn. It's my turn. See, if you would have faith as this man did, trust in the sovereignty of God, watch and see the goodness of God in your situation. It's a miracle. The third miracle Jesus did in John chapter chapter five was where Jesus heals a man, what they called the sheep gate, Paul. See, in this story, this was another story where Jesus asked this question, which is is why this is important to be specific and what exactly your need is, is... Jesus said to this man, so what do you want me to do for you? And the man starts to, starts to make up all the excuses as to why he hasn't received his miracle because his need was to have courage and, and boldness and to, and to go again, to try again. And because this man was paralyzed and, and every time he tried to get his miracle, someone else would beat him to the pool. Someone else was always in front of him, would get there first, and and he had given up, totally given up and despondent to life that may be different for him. And For some here today, maybe your miracle is that, that you've been, if you're really honest, you've been backwards and forwards with God, and you've been talking yourself out of the possibility of a miracle, even sometimes being a bit lazy on it, saying things like, it will be, it will be, what it is, it will be. And I'll, I'll just keep getting along. I'll keep moving along. We're, we're, I believe that God is saying today that, so that, that today is your day. I believe God is asking you, come on, it's time to ignore the distractions, the excuses and trust in the goodness of God, His power to heal you. Because I, I believe that God is Supernatural. Whatever you're facing, he has the answer. There's a miracle waiting for you. The fourth miracle is this where Jesus feeds 5,000 people. Absolutely incredible, just from a boy's lunch. You almost like you, you picture some, some little fellas running around here today in the powers, and the lunch that they took to school tomorrow uh, was enough to feed 5,000 people when Jesus it was offered to Jesus. An impossible situation in your life right now. And you have saying that this is all I've got. If you're saying, this is all I've got, I believe Jesus is saying to you today, that well, that's just enough. It's enough. It's the right amount. If you'll trust me with it, if you'll trust me with it, it will be enough to do the uh, the miraculous. See, if you're holding on and trying to control something like, like Jesus has asked you to release, like maybe a relationship or you're holding on to a fence, Maybe maybe you're holding on to, to finance or position or something that God has asked you to release. Would you in faith today release it to God and see what Jesus can do when it's in his hands? Fifth miracle was Jesus walking on water. I wish I was there to see that one. Jesus walking on water. Then see the, the need of his disciples. Can you picture that like, If you're into fishing, you're out in your boat in the middle of the Haraki Gulf and it's pitch black. It's like maybe midnight or a bit later. It's pitch black. You know people can't walk on water and all of a sudden someone's walking on the water towards you. The disciples are in the boat where, Scripture says, we're absolutely terrified. Terrified and fearful of, of that Jesus had come out in the middle of the sea when they know that people can't walk on water. Maybe some of you here today are saying you've said the words that you're, you're fearful or you're scared and you're, you're terrified about situations maybe that you're thinking that might, might happen. Can I say today, Jesus is saying to you, don't be afraid of the outcome, trust in me. See, for some of you, you've, you've resisted inviting Jesus into your boat. When the truth is, the safest boat to be is the one that Jesus is in. The safest boat to be is the one that Jesus is in. For some, you have resisted inviting Jesus into your situation, into your relationships, into your business, into your pain, into your, your hurt. But today, I believe that your miracle is waiting for you when you invite Jesus into your situation. Sixth miracle this morning is where Jesus heals a man born blind. Uh, and the man's need is, is obvious here. He can't see. He's, he's been blind from birth. And, and for some here today, uh, you need that physical healing miracle. Whether you've got disease in your body or cancer or maybe, maybe diabetes, maybe a long-term injury, maybe infertility. See, Jesus can heal you and he wants to heal you today because your healing will produce an incredible testimony for the glory of God. So that others may be, may rejoice and see that God is real and He's alive. The seventh miracle and the final miracle is this: that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. That's the next one I'd love to be at to see that happen, where Jesus gets there three days after this guy has passed away, and, and and the context around there is that in in the day that 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 people were were not pronounced dead or fully dead dead till three days later. And so Jesus hangs around and, and almost like drags the chain before he comes to, to see Lazarus, and it's three days later, and what does he do? stands there and says, Lazarus, come forth. You know your God, my God, has power over death? It's a pretty phenomenal thought, right? Imagine the power to be able to do that. That's the God that we serve for you today. Maybe there's some here and you find this situation that you're in and it seems totally dead. There's no way through. Maybe you've said these words, well, that's over and done with now. Can I say, I believe God is wanting to speak into your heart today, giving resurrection life as your miracle, physical healing. My God heals. Last couple of days, Last couple of days, I've, I've done something to my foot and I've been hobbling around the last couple of days. My calf muscle's been pained. I like, a, is it a dropped arch or something, something in my foot? I couldn't do that yesterday. I don't know, I just thought about it just then. I think I've got no pain in my foot. I was hardly walking the last couple of days. God heals and he restores, and he can do it for you. Write your miracle down. There's a need there. That's amazing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All you need is a need. All you need is a need and a prayer. So, how do we live life seeing miracles? Just band, you guys could start to hit up. That would be so called five quick fire steps this morning. Before, after my, these five steps, we're gonna we're going to pray for these cards, and then I'm going to ask you to do something with this card. I'll tell you about that in a second. The first step is this, is we've got to let go of the right to be in charge. Step number one to live in a life of miracles is let go of, the, of your right to be in charge. See, it's amazing what God can do when we get out of his way. I've learned this, that God is always right. So let's God be God Someone once uh, said to President Lincoln, he said, If he thought God was on the Union side in the Civil War, Lincoln wisely replied, Sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side. For God is always right. See, when we choose to be on God's side, we are in the safest of hands, and we position ourselves for a life of miracles. The second step is this, is to face the challenge. What is the challenge that you are facing right now? What are you believing for right now? Your first ingredient to receiving a miracle is to identify your need. What is the need that Jesus can fill? I Call it what it is today. Be specific as you write your need down. Step number three is to follow the plan. See, God's plan for a miracle was always that we would bring our need to Jesus because He is a miracle worker. He's the source of every miracle. So so in, in, towards the end of our service, in a few moments, we're gonna sing a, uh, I'm, I'm gonna pray, we're gonna sing a worship song and then it's gonna be a little bit chaotic, but I think it's gonna be incredibly powerful. We're gonna bring our needs to And we're going to come and place them at the foot of the cross here because it's time for us to invite Jesus into our miracles, into our needs. It's time for us to come to God and cry out and be a bit desperate uh, because God is into the miracle working business. He's got a plan. We need to follow the plan. It begins and it ends with Jesus. So very shortly we're going to do that. The fourth thing is this, is to remember the promise. Quick fire steps today. Step four is to remember the promise. And Robert Morrison was a person uh, who was a passenger on a ship heading to China many years ago. And history records that, that Robert Morrison was the first missionary or first Protestant missionary to China. And, and one day he's, he's talking to the captain of the ship and, and the captain asks him, so what do you think you're going to do in China? Maybe a bit sarcastic. Robert Morris says, or the, or the Sorry, the captain says, what are you going to do in China? Are you going to convert China to Christianity? Robert Morris says, no, quietly. And he says, I don't think I'll ever convert China. I think God will. See, only God can heal you. Only God can restore you. Only God will provide for you. It's it's only God. He's the start and He's the finish. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. See, God will do what He promised He will do. So remember the promise He gave you. Write it down. Let's make a start today. Step five, and the final step is this, is never give up. Never, ever give up. It's a timing issue to see the miracle of God in your life. Stand firm be committed. Don't worry about the person beside you or down your row right now wondering what you're going to write down. who, Who cares what they think today in a nice Christian way? Today is your day. How desperate are you for God to come into your situation and provide a miracle? Don't hold God to ransom. Don't stand on the end of the plank. Let's stay in the boat where Jesus is. Let's believe and invite Him and entrust Him into everything that He has for you. All you need is a need and a prayer. Why don't we close our eyes and bow our heads and before we bring our needs to the cross this morning, I want to give an opportunity for for anyone here who's today, who's here today. And you might say, Daryl, this is all new to me, and I I feel like something's happening in my heart today, and I'm not quite sure what that is. Can I say that the first miracle is saying yes to Jesus? We we call it like giving our lives to follow Him. It's like, it's an incredible miracle how God, how, how He transforms our lives, and he saves us and He cleans us up. And so this morning, if that's you this morning, and it's why your eyes closed and every head is bowed. If you want to say yes to Jesus, can I invite you to pray this prayer? Just a real simple prayer, just silently in your heart after me. Pray this, pray, dear God, today, I choose to give you my life. I thank you that you love me, that you made me, that you've got a great plan for my life. Today, I ask that you would forgive me of my sin, the stuff that separates me from you. I believe that you paid the price for me, that I might be free and have a life with you. So Jesus, I surrender my will into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. And this way why if you keep your eyes closed,